come over here. Over here. <laughs> David, you're going to scare away our people. You sound like you're in a trench coat. Maybe I am in a trench coat. <laughs> All I was trying to do was get people to join us today. I get it, but I'm going to take it back for now. Maybe How does that sound? Idea. Great. Yeah. In the spirit of gratitude and sharing, I'm going to invite everyone to join us virtually. Word. <laughs> I can't tell you how much it means to us that you stop by. And you're welcome to stay, but we've got to get down to business. Did somebody say business? Yes, clearly it's Monday. And Monday in Kiteland is brought to you by Business Management and Leadership. And today's gift is brilliant, if I do say so myself. It's a little gem on leadership. Hit me. There is one bone in your body that predicts success, your chin. Hmm. In the face of failure, if your chin remains up, you will succeed. The moment it hits your chest, it's over. Yeah. Be encouraged, not defeated. Shoegazing after your roadblocks, we fix that. You know, Michelle, if there's one thing I can't stand about watching sports, it's when I see athletes who have reached a pinnacle point in their careers – the point that only us mere mortals dream of. Yeah, earning that type of money that the rest of us couldn't even make in 10 lifetimes. Yep, but when the chips are down, chin's on their chest, and they're inviting defeat. And David, to be clear, there is a huge, massive difference between graciously accepting a defeat after the clock has run out. And accepting defeat while there's still time to play. If there's time on the clock. Yep, there is time to win. Yep. And I know you, as a leadership coach, it's so easy for you to translate all of these life experiences from the field into practice in the world of business. A hundred percent. One of my keen observations that I've applied with much success is the notion that there are two ways to lose. Sure. And since we are all doing our best not to lose, uh -huh. this, I bet, is where the ears tend to perk up. Uh, exactly. On the field, I'm of the opinion that it's easy to distinguish the difference between the other team winning and your team losing. So wait, what did you just say? To the casual observer, while on paper the outcome is the same, the way it happened is of extreme importance if you intend on preventing the next loss. Now, the distinction comes in between handing over a win to the other team versus the other team coming at you hard and taking it from you. It's no secret that as a close second to being a father, coaching is my favorite role. Some of my most cherished memories come from the field, the diamond, and the stage. Ooh, and I bet this next story comes from the diamond. It does indeed, so dust off your mitt. Grab a handful of spits. Ooh, salted or unsalted? I'll take the barbecue sunflower seeds, Ooh. thank you. And grab some pine. Ooh, this must be a tale from the dugout. Yeah. You know, Michelle, I took my role as girls softball coach incredibly seriously. These ladies were not just there to learn how to throw, catch, Swing and cheer. Of course not. They're there to translate all of these philosophies of team sports to real life. Yeah, literally for the rest of their lives, whether it be in personal relationships or in business. Sure. They're there to gain self-confidence and to become servant leaders and to grow, grow, grow. Oh, man. And I watched them grow so much in such a short period of time. Sure. And as the coach, I bet you were their role model for future behavior. Now, I know I may not look like a big-time coach or leader, but that is true. And I'll tell you what, it made me sick watching some of my opposing coaches displaying just shit behavior, yelling at their players, arguing with the umpires, tossing equipment around the dugout. I mean, literally tossing equipment around the dugout in front of these girls and then getting red in the face when we would obliterate them, declaring that the outcome wasn't fair. 
how sad that those poor poor players were not getting a role model that would set them up for success in the future. Right. So sad. No, it was. It's pathetic is what it was. But in contrast to that, I made damn sure that my ladies understood that the common goal was to have fun. Michelle, do you remember what I would ask the players before each and every game? I do. Is it more fun to win or to lose? Yeah. And what did they scream in unison? In unison, they would scream, win. Absolutely. And that became our opening cheer. And win, we did. Season after season. Sweet. Trophy after trophy. Yep. And here's a, a bit of a brag. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not at <laughs> all, in the slightest. <laughs> the winning got to the point that there was an accusation that the teams were unbalanced, that perhaps there was recruiting going on behind the scenes. <laughs> like you were putting ringers on your team? Yeah, pshaw. <laughs> There was none of that happening because it just didn't work that way back no. then. But I bet you were flattered by these accusations. Uh, extraordinarily flattered. <laughs> yeah, and you're right, Michelle. The truth was that the players were chosen by the neighborhoods they lived in. And the league was creating the rosters. Right, not the coaches. Exactly. Like they are today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after I left. <laughs> However, after the fourth straight season of taking home the hardware, the league asked me, to take on some players that had some learning deficits, trouble with English, or were first-timers, like green as green can be. Oh, I bet you relished this opportunity. This is sort of your jam. Jam? I took the wrong path. The diet should not have started today. The jam actually sounds good right now. It does. Yeah, I totally <laughs> went off script there. <laughs> yeah, no, taking on these challenges and taking these ladies that needed – the most help was definitely my wheelhouse. And, you know, for the league, it was more than ensuring that these special ladies received my elevated brand of coaching. <laughs> yeah, it was a PR move to stop all the complaining about how unfair the last four seasons yeah, had been, right? exactly, exactly. And then season five. Well. Ooh, here's that story. <laughs> I feel it coming. All right. Let me begin by saying I always root for the underdog. Ah! This explains why you've been a lifelong Jets fan, isn't it? <laughs> Literally just scared, <laughs> scared me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor Jets. We've had a rough couple of... Decades? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when the teams were selected and I received my roster, a good-natured jab was sent across the table from a few of the opposing coaches. They collectively agreed that it was going to be good for me to see what life was like in the basement. Ouch. Yeah, right? A nice euphemism for being in last place. Yeah, so I, I took it. I laughed along with them, but I was secretly thinking, challenge accepted, mother. Eh, watch your mouth. <laughs> I stopped short. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I'm going to show these jerks that quality players is not what wins championships. It's quality coaching, transforming these players into champions. Uh, and thus, your mission was born. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to tell you, on the first day of practice, I admittedly had some doubts. I had one little lady who was wearing a glove on her right hand, but also threw with her right hand. And when I asked her, are you left-handed? She's all, uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Turns out she was right-handed, and her parents bought her the wrong glove. So that's how, that's how far off she was from having any sense of the game. And then I had one little lady who didn't <laughs> literally did not speak one word of English. And here's a shout-out to Senora Bensley for teaching me at least some rudimentary Spanish in high school. Ooh, gracias. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and don't forget that one little one you adored so much for her energy. Oh, yeah. But 
if I remember the story correctly, she had OCD, yep. and so you just couldn't corral. Oh God, her. it was like herding cats. It mm-hmm. really was. Uh, she was precious, though. Like you said, she was my favorite. So sweet. And then, oh, oh, then there was the entitled little lady. She was the one who didn't show up to practice or the pitching and catching clinics that Ooh. were the prerequisite to get uh, either a pitcher spot or a catcher spot. Right, and I bet she was the one that claimed she was going to be the catcher. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh-huh. She told all the other players, and she was bragging, I'm going to be the catcher. Why? Well, because my mom was a catcher when she was in softball. Uh, well, i got bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so when I benched her for not showing up, which was our policy, mm-hmm. her mom – Claws out. Uh, of course, <laughs> lit me up in front of the entire team and the families. Every Ew. damn season, I had one of these moms who still beat that same old tired drum. Oh, yeah, the one everyone gets a trophy. Oh, I want to vomit. Oh, just thinking about it. So, needless to say, that poor little girl learned a hard lesson and she never donned the catcher's gear. Ouch. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward when yep. the season started, it sounds like you guys looked like the Bad News Bears. Oh, my God. They could have scripted the Bad News Bears from our first three performances. We started the season. In the basement, as predicted, <laughs> 0-3. Ugh, so maybe the other coach's prophecy was coming true. Oh, it really did feel like that. But then we started to quickly rebound after intense practices and eked out our first win. And you know what? It started to compile. That said, though, we entered the playoffs as seeded third place. That doesn't sound too bad if it's out of – it was out of five teams. Yeah, yeah, it was out of five. So, I mean, there's a little pat on the back, but – We were accustomed to coming in first every season, so, yeah. 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 Well, you know what? Pre-game. Pre-game was my strength. It kind of still is, isn't it? It is. (laughs) It is your major strength. It's your superpower. Superpower. What is your superpower? (laughs) Pre-game. Is that why you have a PG on your shirt? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that got weird. Anyway, I gathered the girls out in the outfield grass, and we had our typical powwow. Yeah, you took an inventory of their confidence. Yep probably squashed all fears absolutely nothing's changed right right i reinforced that no matter what the score was we keep our chins up and show the same amount of enthusiasm and hustle and we literally practice this in drills in practice on the field prior to games yeah you got to yep so game one of the playoffs it was over in the first two innings our star pitchers shut their batters down with authority effectively draining Our opponent's morale. Sure. And when I say our opponents, I'm really talking about their coach. I heard a family member, I'm not making this up, from the opposing side in the bleachers yell to the opposing coach, hey, don't give up the ship. Dang. Yep. Did you uh, recruit her for assistant coach? She I, gets it. Man, she she should have been the coach, really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable, right? Yeah. All right, so flash forward. We won the first playoff game. Now we're in the championship game. I got my girls fired up. Oh, and I know that voice. That's the actual cheer you actually take into the business world. Shh, that's my secret weapon. Don't tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But it does work. It's so effective. Oh, my God. So we started out rocky, leveled off a bit, but by the late innings, it was not looking good. We were literally in a do-or-die situation where my closer could not allow even one run to be scored. So my ladies, even though we were far behind – rushed the field as if they were ahead by the same margin that they were behind. I heard a comment from one of the damn douchey dads in the opposing team in the bleachers say, oh, that's cute. They have no idea that they're about to lose. So I looked over at him, made eye contact, and I shot him a wink. 
Yeah, I, I can only guess you didn't like that little comment. <laughs> he did not. Fuel for the it. fire. Yeah, what a jerk. Of course, he didn't like my wink either. So now, <laughs> you now were we even. were even. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided, strategic move, I'm going to put my closer in an inning early. And uh, let me tell you, she wasn't expecting it, so she was extremely nervous. She was already nervous as it was, and she didn't have to tell me. I could smell it. <laughs> she had terrible gas when she got nervous. And so, you know, we laughed about that. Okay, yes, I know who that player is. Oh, my God, shh. She's probably listening. No, she's going to get mad at me. <laughs> yeah, so she faced the heart of their lineup. Two of these batters had already hit a home run each. The first batter, ugh, she was such a punk. She stared our closer down and then spit on the plate. So that just fired up my pitcher. Three pitches later, she was sitting on the bench wondering what the hell had just happened. Nice. Yeah. The second batter was dispatched with four pitches, which was kind of a surprise. And then the opposing dugout, you could almost hear like a vacuum. The excitement, the morale, it was just leaking out. The third batter comes up. Now, this batter was the one that held the home run record for the season. Okay. And, but she, and she completely seemed unfazed. I mean, you want to talk about a player. She got up. First pitch hits a towering shot into right field where uh -oh. my least talented player was positioned. Okay. So I can only imagine everyone holding their collective breath oh, yeah. as the ball skyrockets directly at her. Wow, that was good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what a great visual. So, yeah, to continue on that visual, she lifted her visor, got under the ball, and with two hands, finally, finally, with two <laughs> hands, she finally used two hands, clutched it firmly in the glove. Crowd erupts. Absolutely. And to make matters even better, it was our at bat, and we had the momentum. Damn straight. Mo. Mo is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> our first batters, our first four batters were walked. So they walked in the first run, and then the wheels completely came off. They actually never got the three outs. And in our league, the limit for runs in an inning was six. So they didn't have to get the three outs. Once you scored six runs, the inning was it, officially over. It was over, right. So now we were holding on to a one-run lead. We'd never had the lead in a game thus far. So all we had to do was keep your lead. Absolutely. I couldn't help but look back at the dad now who made that initial jackass comment earlier. <laughs> He was nervously stuffing a hot dog down his throat. Wouldn't give me eye contact. <laughs> of course so, not. Anyway, I shouldn't be distracted by that, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave my pitcher special instruction when she hit the mound. Okay. Yeah, you remember this. Right? I do. You would yell out random words that yep. would throw the other batters off. And I'm talking so random, yep. like it would just be plan C. Yeah. Yellow. Yep. Pasta. <laughs> they were decoy words. They had... They had no meaning behind them whatsoever, but the batter would hear them. He'd be like, what, what is, what? what's going on? Right, You're, you got totally in their head. in their heads, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, And that, by the way, was my pitcher's idea, not mine. So, mm. yeah, I'm not going to take credit. Our strategy worked, though. She mowed down the first two batters, and it was down to the final out. The opposing coach, well, he started freaking out and then removes himself from the decorum of being a coach and as the last batter steps into the batter's box, I'm not making this up, Michelle. You know what he yells? What? He yells, it's all on your shoulders. Jesus, that's cringeworthy. <laughs> I couldn't freaking believe it. And the families were like, what the hell did he just say? 
poor girl now was just like putty. You could see the bat shaking in her hands. So I just I took the opportunity and I yelled out to the pitcher, our pitcher, snake oil. <laughs> she that had to get a smile. <laughs> it just made it worse for the poor batter. So yeah, she she nodded affirmatively and then took the mound, stepped on the rubber, wham wham wham. Three pitches later, dust was flying everywhere as a pile of incredibly enthusiastic underdog ladies piled on top of one another. And the rest is history. Yes. God, this this win meant so much to oh, so many, it, it sounds it like. It meant everything to us. Sweet. Oh, my God. And I know you had a tradition of sorts with the other coaches oh, after this type of victory. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. I forgot. Yeah, so after the championship game, it was tradition that the winning coach would buy the first pitcher for the losing coach. Oftentimes, there was a lot of pitchers because it was, you know, a little rough to lose, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> So I was happy. I showed up at the pub first, of course, and I was questioning whether he was going to show up. So over some beers, do you know what he asked me? What did he ask? How the F did you do that? You had some of the worst players I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my. And how do you respond yeah. to something like that? I was like, uh, yeah. So I, I laughed. And you know what? I'm an honest guy. So I freaking told him the truth. I said, I never gave up on my players, and they never gave up on themselves. We kept our chins up. And the key was that morale never dipped. Not that he heard that, but uh, no. what, what was his reply? No, here I am giving a yes, huge yes. wisdom bomb. And you know what he says? Uh, enough of that psycho mumbo jumbo bullshit. How'd you really do it? Yeah, he is clearly not getting it. <laughs> not even close. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's when I lied to him. Just to get the conversation over with. I'm like, uh, practices. Lots and lots of practices. And then chugged my beer and left. That's a beautiful story. Why, thank you. I love it. <laughs> Lots of wisdom bombs dropped today, Michelle. What were some of your mic drop moments? I would challenge our listeners to take an inventory if they're underestimating their morale. Yeah. Really take a hard look. Are you shoegazing in the rough times or is your chin held high? Yeah. Not getting the results you're looking for as a leader and can't figure out why? Hmm. We fix that. Indeed we do. Get out there and fly that kite. Damn straight. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's Gift of the Day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement. <laughs> <laughs>